Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Bible in Order, where we are chronologically going through the entire Bible in one year. Today's reading for August 27th is Ezekiel chapters 1 through 4. What an amazing experience Ezekiel had that he chronicles for us in this first chapter, where he is taken up and he's received a vision of God on his throne and the four living creatures that seem to resemble the seraphim in Isaiah chapter 6. And I think because there are some significant similarities and there are also some differences between these creatures, I don't want to categorically deny that they might be the same creatures or at least variations of the same creatures. Even though they're called different things, remember in Isaiah, the seraphim, that the Greek, or the, excuse me, the Hebrew word there refers to the fiery ones. It could also be snakes or serpents or perhaps even dragons, depending on the translations. But we have to remember that what happens in the spirit that we perceive with our human eyes is a reflection. It's, a, it's an expression. And two people can see the same thing and describe it somewhat differently because the purpose of it is to give us revelation. It's not about a physical thing and what it looks like. The point is, what does it mean? And so let's go through the first chapter of Ezekiel and just try to talk through some of the things that I think perhaps are being expressed here, the truth of what these things mean. And remember, it's not about what it looked like. It's about what they mean. Some people believe that the way this chapter begins in the 30th year, Ezekiel is referring to when he was 30 years old. And priests often would enter into service in the tabernacle at the age of 30. Jesus was 30 when he began his ministry. John the Baptist was about 30 when he began his ministry. And he has this vision of the glory of Yahweh I looked and there was a whirlwind coming from the north. Some translations would express both Hebrew words that are used here in the CSV translated as whirlwind. It's like it's, it's a wind storm could be another translation. The wind is the same word that's translated as spirit, ruach, spirit, breath wind so it's a it's a breath storm it's a whirlwind tempest it's a wind storm that is coming that he sees and it's coming from the north which is the place from where secrets come potentially a huge cloud with fire flashing back and forth and brilliant light all around it have you ever seen a thunderstorm 
in the summer or even a heat thunderstorm in the summer where there's no rain and the crowd the cloud is black as night and yet you can hear from miles away rumbles and peals of thunder and there is lightning crackling all the time and the entire cloud is being lit up seems as though that's what Ezekiel was seeing all around it in the center of the fire there was a gleam like amber and this word amber could be it gives the picture of this brilliant metallic mixture of pure gold and pure silver perhaps being mixed together the likeness of the four living creatures came from it and this is what they looked like they looked something like a human but each of them had four faces and four wings. This is where it's important not to get mixed up in the physical appearance of what these things are, like they're some mythical being. I think it's an expression that God is trying to show us something. They look something like a human, but each of them had four faces and four wings. Their legs were straight like a man. What are men known for? Humans are known for thinking being rational beings, being set apart from the rest of creation, set apart from the beasts of the field and the sea because of their ability to think, to reason, to create, to be like God. So these creatures are not just animals. They're not livestock. They are rational beings, I think we are being told here. The soles of their feet were like the hooves of a calf but they were sparkling like the gleam of polished bronze. And so the feet being like an ox or like a farm animal, I think of it being hardworking and it being well-trained and it had a specific purpose to till up the ground or to pull the plow or to do what the farmer wants it to do, unlike the people who go where they want, when they want, and how they want. They had human hands under their wings on their four sides. Hands representing what they do. It's like they had a mission from heaven. They were created for a purpose. All four of them had faces and wings. Their wings were touching, to me, showing unity. As we are called to be unified, as Jesus prayed for us to be one as he and the Father are one. As he spoke to his disciples that people would know they were his followers by their love for one another. All four of them had faces and wings. The creatures did not turn as they moved. They had a singularity of purpose. Their wings were touching. Each one went straight ahead in the direction that they were supposed to go, in the direction that they were called to go. Their faces looked something like the face of a human, a rational being, a co-reigner with Christ. And each of the four had the face of a lion on the right, being the pinnacle, the king of the jungle, the fiercest hunter in all of the animal kingdom, but also a picture of royalty in the face of an ox, which is like a hard worker, somebody 
who knows what they are called to do, and they do it without grumbling or complaining. And then the face of an eagle. And I think that the eagle represents having a perspective from a mile above the earth, and yet such great eyesight that they can see a squirrel or a mouse scurrying about on the ground one mile below, having the perspective of that drone well up in the sky and the pinpoint accuracy. This is what their faces were like. Their wings were spread upward. Each had two wings touching that of the other and two wings covering his body. I think the touching wings, again, represents unity. They moved together. And the two wings covering their bodies, I believe, represents humility, understanding that they don't have it all figured out and that they're not perfect and they are not the creator. And that perhaps they don't even deserve to be in the presence of the throne of God. Each creature went straight ahead. Wherever the spirit wanted to go, they went without turning as they moved. And then we get this picture of the wheel within the wheel. It's almost like a gyroscope. Almost like a ball within a ball. And they, they're able to move in different directions without even turning. It's steady. It was a concept. It, it was a created movement device that was beyond the technology of the time and even today's technology because it would float with them. But I don't think it was a mechanical device. It was a representation because it also says it was covered with eyes, these wheels on which they moved, meaning there was nothing hidden from them and if they were moving with the Spirit of God, it must have been something to do with their own spirit as God connects spirit to spirit. Verse 22 says, Over their heads, the living creatures, the likeness of an expanse. Same word was used in Genesis chapter 1 when God talked about the sky and separating the waters from the waters and how it was almost like hammered out, like flattened out, like a hard surface that separated the waters below from the waters above. And above that was the throne. And it was all beautiful. It was all gleaming like precious metals and precious stones. And it was so beautiful and so awesome that when Ezekiel saw it, he fell flat on his face, much like Isaiah did. But God spoke to him from that throne, said, I'm calling you and I'm appointing you as a watchman in chapter three. Calling you to the people. They're not going to believe you because they didn't believe me, Ezekiel. So when people don't believe you for speaking the truth, oh Christian, my friend, my brother and sister, don't be offended. They didn't believe God first. But count it all joy. Count it all joy when you are persecuted on behalf of speaking the truth. Gives much glory to your Father in heaven. Ezekiel was a watchman. 
And he was charged, if you don't tell the people, their blood will be on your hands, Ezekiel. But if you do tell the people and they don't obey you, they will suffer a fate and it will be their own fault. Makes me wonder, what has God told me to be sharing with other people? What is he telling you? Only you know that, my friends. May we all seek him. May we all lay down our lives for him. And may we all say the words in love that he wants us to say. Chapter 4 talks about the it's a dramatization. It's a, a physical expression. And it's very interesting. Makes me wonder how many times I've judged people for doing things that they thought God was calling them to do in the past that seemed very foolish. But who am I to say that what they were doing was or was not from God? It wasn't outrightly sinful. Comes back to that whole humility thing and covering ourselves, realizing that we know in part, we prophesy in part, and we depend on one another. Thank you for being on this journey, my friends. Thank you for sharing this. If it blesses you, thank you even more for posing your questions and your challenges. If you disagree with anything, or if you have a different perspective, I would love to. I actually need to hear that. So thank you so much. God bless you. See you tomorrow.